And Jesus said this, he who overcomes to him, I will give. And he says a whole bunch of things, which includes the, the access to the, the fruit that comes from the tree of life. What does the word overcome mean? Overcome is not just cruising through. Overcome is not name it and claim it. Overcome is in this world, you will have tribulation to be a good cheer. Rejoice when you taste the trials and go through great trials and testing. And it's important to understand that. Overcoming means you came up, you came against something that was very intense. You fought and you won. That's what overcoming. In every situation, in every fiery trial, Jesus, I will overcome. As He overcame, I will overcome. Every believer should have this in mind that what God has for us is far superior is incomparable. It's something that you cannot put a value to it. It's priceless. But in order to get that, we will have to overcome because Satan will do everything he can to keep us from getting there. We have to fight the battle, overcome the enemy. And God never let us to wander on our own and figure it out on our own and do things on our own and pass or fail. It's your headache. No. Through Jesus, I will overcome. Because he lives in us, because the power of God reigns over us. Yes, in this world we will have tribulation. We will go through pain, we will go through sorrow, we will go through suffering, we will go through heartache, we will go through all kinds of things. But through all of it, we come out with triumphant victory, rejoicing in the magnificent power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, the fire is there. Yes, the flood is there. Yes, the mountains are there. So he makes a way. Right through the mountain he makes a way. He takes us right over the waters. He takes us right through the fire. We're not burned. Christian life is not a pathetic life. Christian life is not a life of fear of the future. No. It's a life of no compromise. It's a life of faith. It's a life of peace. It's a life of joy. And it's a life that is above any other life on the face of the earth. There are many people who do things that are very anxious and get upset and lose their peace. Those all are or markers of a lack of growth in spiritual life can't overcome. Every time stuff pops up, you can't overcome. Because stuff and 
Spirit are contrary to each other. If you're led by the Spirit, you'll be led by His peace. If you're led by the Spirit, you'll be led by His joy. If you're led by the Spirit, you'll be willing to suffer for His name. You're willing to do anything that God has called you to do. If you're not led by the Spirit, if you're led by the flesh, then we can get ticked off. We can become impatient. We can become me-oriented. We can be our timetable, our calendar, what we want to do, the things that can go our way. We become all uptight and frustrated. And What shows up is utter ugliness. It's not the image of Jesus, something else that shows up. It should not be seen in anyone in our church. God is growing everyone as pastors. God shows a lot of things. You see it. With great love and great patience, God has helped us to lead every single one towards Jesus. At the same time, what you see in your pastors is what should be seen in the flock not the opposite. So may God help every single one here not to make excuses for sin, not to make excuses for shortcomings, but to say, Lord, I need to overcome. I need to overcome. Every day I need to overcome. So help me and do everything you need to do in order to overcome. He who overcomes, that is whatever you face, you should overcome. A lot of times people say, well, you don't earn anything or you don't enter into heaven by earning anything. You're not doing anything. It's false. The Bible is full of do's and don'ts because we've been given a free will he gives us the tools without his tools we cannot do anything but he gives us the tools after he gives us the tools after he gives us the tools we work and based on what we work and how we work we'll get paid it is based on what you work and what you produce what your reward is going to be. We need to really get our theology right. And Jesus said that through much tribulation you enter into the kingdom of heaven. The word grace is a very deep word. What we've heard all over the place, all over the world, most of the time, we see, is a very faulty understanding. Simply unmerited favor, unmerited favor. That's not what grace is. Grace equals power. Grace equals empowerment from God. For what? To do the work that God has called us to do. Faith equals showing what you believe in action. That's what faith is. It's not simply saying, I believe. 
you believe, then you'll work for sure that you do believe. Grace is not simply saying, oh, if God's grace is there, that's enough, and somehow I'll make it not. Grace equals power. The grace of God enables a person to do that which one cannot accomplish without that power. And that comes from God. And God just randomly, He doesn't randomly throw it on people, no. It comes upon those who fear Him, those who are humble. And so may we understand the importance of the need to have the grace of God. Grace is not a loose terminology or loose word. It's a very powerful word. Apart from this grace, we can do nothing. It's an empowerment. He gives us the tools to He gives us everything that we need to get what we need to get done. What we need in order to live a godly life in this world, what we do here will actually become the asset in the world to come. God's grace, the power in the lives of those who are humble and who truly fear Him will be given. Will be given. With that power and the knowledge of the Word of God what do we do with it? Here's the next question. Here's the next question. We don't make use of what God is given. He calls if we don't overcome. He calls if we don't convert our 2 into 4 and our 5 into 10. And what happened to the man who had one and did nothing about it will happen to every person who calls himself or herself a believer. That person was a worker who was given one talent. He was in and not out when that one was given to him, but he was removed because he tried to play smart and he was lazy. So someone says, well, you don't go to heaven by works. You don't get anything from God by works. It's not true. It's not true. That's not what the Bible says. Even Elisha, in order to get the double portion, God put in his heart to get in order for him to do the work of God was received by him doing 
what he was told to do. A thing comes on its own or given without our involvement, our doing or our works. Even salvation comes by our response to what Christ has done on the cross. If we don't repent, and if we don't receive God in our hearts, then we will not go to heaven. The grace that God has given is given to empower a person to get saved, to stay saved, to endure till the very end. The faith that God has given is given so that we can endure till the very end. Yet you can shipwreck your faith. Yet you can frustrate the grace of God by not producing the fruit, by not doing the works that you should do. God blesses every single one based on what you do because it's a reflection of your faith and it's a reflection of you utilizing the grace that God has provided that you're not frustrated the grace of God. What we do is very important because by what we do is what we're going to be rewarded. By what we do with what he has given is going to determine whether we're going to heaven or we're going to go to hell. We need to have the right balance. Not become a prey to the plague of this false doctrine that is everywhere. Without his tools, we have nothing. Without him giving that one into our hands, we have nothing. That's where grace and faith comes. That's where the gift of eternal life comes. That's where Jesus dying on the cross comes. That's where God loving us first comes. What do you do with that after that? There are some who diligently do whatever God says based on their works. God adds more into their hands. That's what the Word of God says. Because they were faithful in what they were given, He makes them ruler over many. It just shows the character. Because some were humble, God exalted them. Because He knew that when He exalts them and puts them in places of honor, they will still be humble. They're worthy of that honor. They're worthy of that honorable seat. They're worthy of God making them ruler over many. Why? Because their faith was tested and it just showed that they got a hundred. It showed that they passed. God is speaking to our hearts today. We can have big desires, but if you don't 
work towards that. Prove your faith by your works. Law comes to a big fat zero. We do come to God with our works. Fully knowing that we made use of what He gave. Whatever we needed to have in order to build, He gave all the materials. He gave all the tools. As we make use of it and build, He'll give more sophisticated tools. If you know how to use it, and you're willing to learn, and you work hard, you will entrust more expensive tools into your hand. That's what anointing is. Faithfulness is very important. The faithfulness will not come if there's no faith. The faithfulness will not come if there's no integrity. Faithfulness and laziness will not go together. Faithfulness and self-centeredness will not go together. Faithfulness It's what God is looking for. Being trustworthy is what God is looking for. The nature of Jesus Christ has to be seen in what we do, how we communicate, what we talk, how we conduct ourselves. The nature of Jesus has to be seen. Whatever God entrusts into our hands, We need to be faithful in that. According to that, God will make us ruler over many. God is speaking to our hearts of desire. Whatever God has given into your hands, whatever it is, make sure that before God, you're producing that quality product before God you're doing like what Abel did God is looking for that God is looking for that when a person goes for an interview there are many people also come to that interview because they applied for the job. And who gets selected? Someone who really has the qualification and experience. Someone who has a track record that shows that they're fit for the job. Out of all the people that are there, one gets selected for the seat. God is speaking to us today. Much more than that in the heavenly realm. Faithfulness is important. Simple things are just do it. Whatever simple steps God will tell you to follow, do it. Simple things are merely simple things. 
if our priorities are wrong, even simple things can look like a big burden if the focus is off. Have you ever tried to keep your car on park and press the accelerator? It'll make a lot of noise, won't move forward. Any Christians are like that. The faith and faithfulness is missing. Then, they try to make a lot of noise, push and pull, in their own strength. Because they're not making use of the grace of God through faith that God has given to them. A lot of noise comes out. They're not moving forward. God does not want you to be like that. We're not called to be. Stationary requires making a lot of noise. Only when you do the wrong thing, keep it in park and try to drive at the same time, will you be stuck and not move forward. But if you put the car on drive mode and you really want to drive, you know how to do it and do it. And drive safe. Learn how to drive. Be careful. Follow the rules that are placed before you. And you'll safely reach your destination. God is speaking of this out. Whatever God has entrusted into your hands, know that it is only those who work, only those who work, are the ones who will be rewarded, are the ones who will be blessed. Jesus said this. I came to do the works of my Father. That is my meat. What is it? To do the works of him who sent me and to finish it. The Bible says, therefore, God gave him a name above every other name. Why? Because he overcame. He worked and he overcame. Having loved us to the very end. Jesus having loved us to the very end, the Bible says. To the very end. He endured to the very end. He loved us to the very end. It was not sporadic. It was consistent. And it took him all the way to the end. With all the suffering. You don't see an impatient Jesus. You don't see Jesus impatient with the disciples. You don't see Jesus losing it anywhere. You don't see Jesus Christ putting himself, his needs above the needs of those around him. You don't see a self-centered Jesus in short. That's why he was able to say to his disciples, if anyone would desire to come after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross and follow me. Why is that? Because the disciple, disciple is supposed to follow the leader, the master. That's what the leader was doing. 
He emptied himself, he denied himself, and he carried his cross to the very end. You got to speak to our hearts of desire. As our hearts are longing to see, Christ formed in every single person in our church, every single person in our church. We eagerly wait for the day, as and I eagerly wait for the day to truly see a little replica of your pastors in yourself. And the patience and the love and the kindness and the holiness and the consecration and selflessness and following the footsteps of the Savior moment by moment in some small way has to be seen. That is our prayer for every single one here. Every single one. No exception. Every single one. That's our prayer. That Christ be formed in every single one as He working every day. The desire of your pastor should be inside of you also. The Christ should be formed inside of you. There shouldn't be any two-facedness. There shouldn't be any split personalities. There shouldn't be any one way before the pastor and one way behind the pastor. The way you behave in your family should be the way you behave outside. The way you behave in the church should be the way you behave outside. The way you behave before the pastors, that's the way you should behave even when they're not there. Your spouse, your parent, your friend, your co-worker, your fellow believer. When they look at you, they should be able to say, it's the same person. Whether they are here or there, or whether they are in front of the pastor, or they are not in front of the pastor. The bottom line is God sees everything. Even in your house, what you do, God sees everything. So we need to have that in our hearts and in our minds. Because there's a book that has been opened in heaven that records moment by moment our activities, which is seen by God Almighty. It's seen by God Almighty. Jesus said this, Don't fear man was able to throw you was able to destroy your soul, destroy your body. But, fear the one who was able to destroy both your body and soul and health. Because he's watching moment by moment. Matthew 25, he says, I'm separating the sheep from the goat. This is what you did, and this is what you didn't do. This is what you did, this is what you didn't do. This is what you did, this is what you didn't do. 
Oh, there's a record. It's being kept in heaven. Moment by moment of what you do and what you don't do. So it's important how you behave in the house, what you do in your house, and what you do outside your house. What you do in the house of God and what you do outside the house of God and how much reverence you have for the house of God, for the presence of God. And you really follow what God has spoken and are you keeping God before you? All those are documented. Your great book. Every day, there's an entry that is being entered in, in your grade book. How careful should you be? And how foolish many are. They're like the foolish virgin. Be careful. You have to be very careful. Say, Lord, I want to be in that number. The saints were marching in. I want to be in that number. The saints were marching in. What you do matters. Your works will de- determine, your works will determine whether you're going to enter in or you're going to be kicked out. Very important. The moment we get saved, we enter in. So there are people who don't get saved, who never enter in. Then there are people who enter in, born into the kingdom of God. They've entered into the family of God and they have begun to live this life, the extraordinary life, where salvation has begun already. But they have passed from death to life already. They are seated together in the heavenly realm already. Everything is accomplished. And then they're given one talent into their hand. What do you do with that? What do you do with it? What kind of work are you going to produce? Wood, hay, stubble, or precious stones? Everything goes into your grade book. Whatever you do, it goes into your grade book. May God help us to understand what the Lord is speaking. You will have to bring your works before God. In order to enter into heaven, you need to produce fruit unto repentance. That's what it's going to show. 
that you're worthy of entering in. In order to enter in, you should you should be among those who overcame. And those are the ones who are going to enter through those pearly gates. You will have to bring your works before God. The Bible says your works follow you, your works go before you. He gives us everything we need. Even that one He gives into our hands. Now with what He has given, we must make use of it and multiply it. May God speak to our hearts today. That every heart be touched by the Spirit of God A genuine fear of the Lord has to come upon every single one. That my actions must match my words inside the house and outside the house. If they conflict or contradict, then that reveals something very important. What is it? Hypocrisy. A life inside the house and outside the house must be same. A faith is not going to be, well, when I'm in the house, I'll be a different person. When I'm outside the house, I'll be a different person. In the shopping mall, I'll be a different person. In church, I'll be a different person. In church, when the pastor is, I'll be a different person. When the pastor is not there, I'll be a different person. Did we forget the fact that God Almighty is watching? And it's a great book that is there. A great book that is there. Always remember Matthew 25. Always. The eyes of the Lord, they run to and fro, looking to see whose hearts are loyal to His hand. What do you do with what God has given into your hand? The grace of God is a gift. Yes. That power that comes from God is a gift. God gives us that power to be able to live. You need to make use of that gift. You need to put that to work so that you can finish well. The faith that comes from God is a gift. But you need to make use of it so that you can inherit all things that God has for you. We have one life to live. Only one life. Even if you want to come back and fix what we want to fix, we will not be able to. How many of you think that you can go back and fix what you did ten years ago? You can cry over it. You can make up for it, but can you fix it? Can you go there and fix that exact thing that you did wrong? No, you cannot. That's while you're alive. You can't go back 
to even what it is yesterday to fix it. How much more after your life is over? When your spirit cannot enter into your body again. At that point, every opportunity is gone. Every opportunity is gone. Even if you cry and plead for another chance to make it right, you won't have it because it's like you're locked out of your house and you don't have the keys to enter in. That's what death is. Once we're out of our bodies, we can't enter in. So what we can do with our bodies right now, we need to be smart about it and put to use, good use. When our day will come, and when we'll have to leave, most people won't know about Suddenly there'll be calls. What you did is what God has given to you. We'll determine at that point whether you're going to make it or not, and if you've made it, how are you going to enter in? And have you laid up for yourself treasures in heaven? Is your mansion ready? Do you have one up there? Many people plan for retirement on earth. They don't plan for eternity where they can live forever and ever and ever. important. We need to be wise. How you live your life today will determine where you're going to be, heaven or hell. And in heaven, what kind of a place you're going to have. Isn't that amazing that you actually get to choose where you want to be and you get to choose what kind of a mansion you're going to have? You get to choose. You get to choose how close you can be next to Jesus in heaven. Those who walk with God closely on earth will really be close with God in heaven. God is speaking to those. Seek Him with all your heart. Let there be no hypocrisy. In the multitude of words, sin, I want it not. The multitude of words, sin, want it not. That means the more you speak, It's a very possibility of you sinning. 
Because words just come out without thinking. And it's a multitude of words. And those who measure their words are given over to the Lord. And they don't run on carnality. But their lives are based upon the Word of God. And they have the fear of God. Those are the ones who will experience everything that God has for them. God is speaking to our hearts today. When you measure your words, you say, Lord, I want to be like Job. I want to be like Job. I want to be mindful of your presence. At home, I want to be mindful of your presence. At my workplace, I want to be mindful of your presence. In the shopping mall, I want to be mindful of your presence. In the sanctuary, I want to be mindful of your presence. He who honors me, him will I honor with the Lord. I learn to honor God. And honoring him in your body, which is the temple of God, and honor him in the house of God, which is God's sanctuary, that reverence for God, wherever we are, has to be there all the time. What you heard is plenty of times. In your home, in your workplace, in your Honor God. And God will honor you. God is speaking to our hearts today. May the Spirit of God work this morning. And lead you into a deeper walk with the living God. As we look to the Lord as His hour, we must not forget. And only if we overcome will we enter in. Only if we multiply that which God has given, will not only more be given, God will give that which is precious into the hands of such people. And those who don't multiply that which God has given will not only forfeit the blessings that God has in the form of expansion where God will give more into their hands But they are removed from the hall of God. It's a very sad place to be. To be very careful. 
Losing the call of God is worse than death itself. That's what defines a person, what God has called you to be, and you get into that call of God, God has to you. If you forfeit the call of God, like that lazy, wicked student, steward there, lazy, wicked worker there, then those who are inside will no more be inside will be thrown outside. But these are two things that the Lord spoke this morning. One is those who don't believe they won't be given anything to begin with because they're not inside, they're outside. They've cast themselves out there. They've made the choice not to go in. But those who enter in God gives something into your hand. Make sure you multiply through the grace that comes from God. Through the faith that He has given to you. And as we multiply, God will add more. Those who are in we just don't do anything with what God is doing, just waste it away. Even the place that they have inside the kingdom of God will be removed. That means they'll be cast out. But these are things you have to really understand and remember. And then we come in with lies and false teachings. You need to guard yourself against everything that is false. You need to go after everything that is true. As we are going to close our eyes and look to the Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this morning hour. Unexpectedly, you have spoken to your people this morning. For this, we give you thanks. Lord, I pray that you will continue to bless your people. Bless their going on and their coming in. Oh, Father, may the grace that you've given, the faith that you've given, drive them. Oh, Lord, into making use of the faith and the grace that you've given, oh, Lord. Every single one. Cause them to go deeper in the grace that you're given and the faith that you're given, that they may grow in the grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That may that they may increase in the power which equals the grace of God. Oh Father, bless your people. Bless your people. Bless you, people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. To Jesus.